Chapter Twenty of Babu Jabberjee, B.A. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. Babu Jabberjee, B.A. by F. Anstey. Chapter Twenty. Mr. Jabberjee distinguishes himself in the bar examination, but is less successful in other respects he writes another extremely ingenuous epistle from which he anticipates the happiest results i am happy to announce that i have passed the pons asinorum of bar exam with facility of a needle penetrating the camel's eye tan mu huzzah tol de rollol my dilatoriness in publishing this joyful intelligence is due to the fact that i have only recently received official information of my triumph which my family are now engaged in celebrating at calcutta with paeans of transport illuminations fireworks an english brass band and delicacies supplied on contract system from great eastern hotel and yet so great was my humility that when i entered lincoln's inn hall one monday shortly before ten a m and received pens some fool's caps and a printed exam paper on the law of real and personal property and conveyancing i was at first as melancholy as a jib cat and liked to eat my head with despair so much so that i began my answers by pathetically imploring my indulgent father examiner to show me his bowels of compassion on ground that i was an unfortunate bengalee chap afflicted by narrow circumstances and a raging tooth and that my entire earthly felicity depended upon my being favored with qualifying marks however on perusal of the paper i found that owing to diligent cram and native aptitude for nice sharp quillets of the law i could floor it upon my caput being at home with every description of mortgage and having such things as reversions and contingent remainders at the extremities of my finger ends in the afternoon i was again examined in law and equity answering nearly every question with great copiousness and best style of composition quoting freely from honorable snell and underhill to back my opinion unhappily i lost some of my precious time because finding that i was required by the paper to discuss a certain statement i left my seat in search of some pundit with whom i might carry on such a logomachy and even now i fail to see how one individual can discuss a question in pen and ink any more than a single hand is capable of making a clap which i gave as my reason for not attempting the impossible the ordeal endured for four days in the roman law department i was on the spot with the stilicidium and similar servitudes and in criminal law i did vastly distinguish myself by polishing off an intricate legal problem about misters a b and c and certain bicycles though as i stated in a postscriptum not being the practical cyclist i could not be at all responsible for the accuracy of my solution and hinted that it was somewhat infradic for such solemn dry as dusts as the council of legal education to take any notice at all of these fashionable but flimsy mechanisms when called up for viva voce purposes i dumbfoundered my examiner by the readiness and volubility of my responses to such an extent that after asking one question only he intimated his complete satisfaction and i divined by his smiles that he was secretly determined to work the oracle in my favor and so i arrived at the pretty pass by dint of flourishing my trumpet but heigh-ho some fly or other is the indispensable adjunct of every pot of ointment and while i was still jumping for joy at having passed the steep barrier of such a rubicon there came a letter from miss jessamina which constrained me to cachinate upon the wrong side of nose 
it appeared that pursuant of my request she had been to call upon honourable sir chetwynd who had duly informed her that i was not the genuine rajah or any kind of real prince nor yet a croesus with unlimited cash here if the honourable cummerbund had stopped or represented me as a worthless riddance of bad rubbish all would have been well but most unhappily he did exceed his instructions and added that i was of respectable well-to-do parentage and very industrious young chap with first-class abilities and likely to obtain lucrative practice at native bar jessamina wrote that she hoped she was not so mercenary as to be attracted by mere rank and that it was enough for her that i was in the position to maintain her as a lady so she would continue to hold me to my promise of marriage and if i still declined to perform she would be reluctantly compelled to place the matter in hands of lawyer on seeing that my second attempt to spoof was similarly the utter failure i became like a pig in a poke with perplexity until i was suddenly inspired by the ebullient flash of a happy idea and taking up my penna inscribed the following epistle magnanimous and ever adorable jessamina i am immensely tickled with flattered complacency at your indomitable desire to become the bride of such a man of straw as this undeserving self it will no longer offer any factious opposition to your wishes but in the intoxicating ardour of my billing and cooing i may have omitted to mention that when i have led you to the hymenal altar you will not be alone in your glory as a kulin brahmin i am by laws of my country entitled to about thirty or forty spouses although owing to natural timidity and economical reasons i have not hitherto availed myself of said privilege however when that i was a little boy i was compelled by family pressure to contract matrimony with an equally juvenile female of eight and though circumstances have prevented the second ceremony being celebrated on arriving at the more mature age of discretion such infant marriage is notwithstanding the binding affair what of it your overwhelming affection will render you totally indifferent to the unpleasant side of your position as a satine or rival wife though it is the antipode of the bed of roses especially under internecine feuds and perpetual snip-snaps with sundry aunts and sisters-in-law of mine of rather nagging idiosyncrasies but ignorance of language will probably blind your sensitive ears to the sneering and ill-natured tones of their remarks i can only say that i am quite ready if you insist upon it to fulfil my contract to best ability and undertake the heavy burden which providence has very injudiciously saddled upon my feeble back mr chuckerbuddy ram of fifteen jubilee terrace clapham was present at my first wedding and will doubtless certify to the same on application ever yours faithfully and devotedly h b j in writing the above i was well aware that there is a strong prejudice in the mind of european feminines in favour of monogamy and my letter as will be seen by the intelligent reader was rather cleverly composed so as to shift the burden of breach of contract from my shoulders to hers so that i rubbed my hands with gleeful jubilation on receiving her reply that she was astounded with wonderment at the sublimity of my cheek and supposing that she would play the subordinate fiddle to any native wife and that she had communicated with chuckerbuddy ram esq and if my statement re infant marriage which at present she suspected to be a mere spoof proved correct she would certainly decline my insulting offer now as it is the undeniable fact that i was wedded when a mere juvenile i shall save my brush from this near shave provided that mr chuckerbuddy ram has received my tip in time and does not like honourable cummerbund go beyond his instructions but this is not reasonably probable babu chuckerbuddy ram being a tolerably discreet subtle chap End of chapter twenty